Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Intercepted. I'm Jeremy Scahill coming to you from my basement in New York City, and this is a special bonus episode of Intercepted. Across the United States right now, there are over 32,000 people in the custody of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, otherwise known as ICE. Now, tucked away in remote corners of the country, ICE's detention centers have long had issues with providing adequate medical care, and they've been proven breeding grounds for disease. Just last year, an outbreak of mumps overtook dozens of ICE facilities, infecting nearly 900 detainees. For the tens of thousands of people currently detained by ICE during this coronavirus pandemic, for whom social distancing is impossible, there are widespread fears that an even more widespread and deadly outbreak could occur. Carceral facilities, prisons, jails, like ICE detention centers, have much higher infection rates than the general public. On Rikers Island, here in New York, for example, the rate of infection is seven times that of New York City. As of Thursday, there have been 100 confirmed cases of coronavirus among ICE detainees and 25 cases among ICE employees at detention centers, and that's according to ICE's own website. My colleague at The Intercept, Ryan Devereaux, has been speaking directly to detainees inside of an ICE facility in Etowah County, Alabama. Now, ICE maintains that it is following appropriate CDC protocols. But as Ryan Devereaux recently reported in a story titled, Burials Are Cheaper Than Deportations, Virus Unleashes Terror in a Troubled ICE Detention Center, detainees in this Alabama facility, overwhelmed by their own precarious conditions in the face of the coronavirus threat, were forced to radically take matters into their own hands to ensure their own safety. Here is Ryan Devereaux with the story. On March 20th, new ICE detainees were dropped off at a detention center in Alabama in a county called Etowah. The men who are already in detention get word that one of the men has been exposed to the coronavirus. (laughs) 
People inside the detention center got increasingly scared about this. They started raising alarms with guards who were on duty that night, told them that these new arrivals needed to be quarantined and they couldn't be kept in their unit. And a standoff develops between the guards and the guys who were in detention. The detainees are told that they need to go on lockdown. Jail officials are going to sweep in there, and there could potentially be a fight. One of the men in the unit, a guy who's been there for some time, decides to climb up onto a second-story railing, and he wraps some bed sheets into a rope and ties them around his neck in a noose. A second detainee joins him up there. They basically threaten to jump if the guards move in. What happened? What they doing down there? Meanwhile, all of this is being streamed on a cell phone that a detainee has on Facebook Live. I'm live, bro. It's live. It's live. Yeah, it's live. You feel me? They're not caring. They got three positive tested for the coronavirus in here with us. They brought them in here today while we were sleeping, and they try, they not trying to they not trying to let them out of here. We telling them, yo, y'all gotta take them out of here, or we gonna turn up in here. They threatening to shoot us with tasers and pellet guns and, and tear gas and all that. You feel what I'm saying? Like... What it underscores is this tension that's rippling through the country's immigration detention system right now. You have a lot of people locked up who spend their days watching television cable news that they have in their cells about how this virus is gripping the country and killing people by the thousands. We begin with this Fox News alert. The coronavirus fight has reached historic levels. Death toll in the U.S. doubling over the past six days. Deaths now in all 50 states. Death toll in the United States. Global death toll nears. U.S. coronavirus death toll is now the highest in the world. For the world's highest reported death toll. Their environment is completely out of their control. And they're in facilities that are sort of notorious for not taking care of the physical health of the people that they have in custody. It's a moment of real fear right now. And I think that's what drew me to trying to understand a bit more about these men and why they climbed up on that railing and, and took such a desperate measure. ICE's position and the Sheriff's Department's position is essentially that this event last month was a minor protest. It was effectively a hoax. There are no confirmed cases at this detention center. There's really no story here. There's nothing to be concerned about. They're complying fully with CDC guidelines, and they have the detainees' best interests at heart. That's the story that ICE and the Sheriff's Department wants to tell about what happened that night. I spoke to the two guys who actually climbed up on that railing named Kareem Golding. Now, when you bring the guys up, one of them, he has a nose that's running like a faucet. His face is red. He said he got a headache and Tepsa Miller. So the one dude, he was sick bad, like he was, nose was leaking, running, 
everybody was like, yo, he's got to go. Like, you got to get him out of here. He's sick. They're both youngish guys in their 30s, originally from the Caribbean, but have really lived their entire lives in New York. What they described is unique to the place that they're in, but also kind of representative of a lot of what we're hearing and seeing right now in ICE detention centers. So I'm thinking, okay, one thing is going to happen. They're going to come in here to use violence, and they're going to blame it on us. Okay, I know if I go get on this rail and I tie a loose around my neck, you have no choice but to come here and talk to me. You guys are acting like you don't care about our life. You want to put our life in danger? So we're going to show you that if you have no care for our life, we're going to show you how much our life means to us. So now this is the facility with the lowest standards in the U.S., right? It's a lot of issues that we've been dealing with beyond the coronavirus, prior to coronavirus. We don't have no help. We're so far removed from everything else. It's like nobody notices us. Nobody even know that we're here. There's a lot of bullshit going on out here. So this is the place where they send you when they want to fuck you up. This is the black hole. This particular detention center in this small community in Northeast Alabama, advocates around there have sort of described as ICE's warehouse. And they say that because Etowa tends to be populated by folks who've been in this country for many years and are locked in the immigration system fighting and appealing their cases. So what you have is a lot of people who could be released. In many cases, folks who are in custody in Etowah and elsewhere have no criminal record whatsoever. But even for the ones who do, many of them have served their time. And ICE could release them, but the agency has really resisted that. The entire system is working to keep this facility open because this is their money. This is small town USA, and this is just how these private contracts benefit your community. If you're not working here, you're working at Goodyear. Goodyear just closed down or laid people off. So other than that, you're either working at McDonald's or picking up paper on the side of the road. These guys that I've been talking to describe being moved, for example, from Maryland uh, deep into the Deep South and just being baffled at the idea that in the midst of a crisis in which the entire country is told that we need to be socially distancing ourselves, they would be packed into buses and then onto planes. No hand sanitizer, no gloves, masks and short supply, and moved all the way across the country through a system of buildings and exposed to hundreds, if not thousands of people. It's reasonably hard for these guys to fathom. Buses has been coming in from Louisiana, Chattanooga, Atlanta. Planes are flying from New York to Louisiana. Planes are still flying from New York to Louisiana right now. And they're bringing detainees back and forth. So that I, I just feel like they're spreading the virus more and more. We have the actual recordings of several guys that came from New York and Maryland saying how they got here, how they went to Louisiana. Out of like 115 inmates that was on that plane, Almost half of them was wearing a mask, so looking sick and everything. And handcuff all the time. No social distance at all. Everybody was good. Some people was coughing, sneezing, nothing. No hand sanitizers, nothing. All of these dudes are coming off of this ice van with face masks on, about to board the same flight that I was about to board. So I'm saying to myself, is this real? Yeah, it was real. No toilet paper. 
no soap, no type of hygiene was provided to us. They got no regards for my life or anybody that's in an ICE detention center. You know, I honestly believe ICE is putting my life at risk and in danger for bringing me to Louisiana, then to Alabama, and being on the fight with these dudes with these face masks on. My life might not be uh, that much precious to them as uh, as the life of someone that is an American. But still, I'm a human being. ICE facilities have a pretty terrible reputation when it comes to maintaining health and safe environments for its detainees. Just a couple years back, there was a huge outbreak of mumps throughout ICE detention centers, dozens of facilities across the country. In the words of two Department of Homeland Security experts on health in detention, the situation that we have right now with ICE detention centers and the coronavirus is a, quote, tinderbox. You got people here that are, like, sick. You got old men here that have cancer and heart disease, multiple conditions that are being released. We don't have face masks. We don't have, everybody doesn't have gloves. Everybody doesn't have soap to wash their hands. Supplies are limited. But you're telling us this is the safest place. The very sort of scenario that experts were warning about at the beginning of this pandemic of COVID-19 making its way into ICE detention centers, it's happening right now. And yet the agency continues to move bodies in groups between these detention centers. And so what we're seeing in a lot of these places are uprisings, resistance, uh, fear, anger among detainee populations because they feel incredibly exposed right now. The fear is we're just open and vulnerable and nobody cares. And the news is like people are dying and the whole world is being told to quarantine or social distancing and all that. We can't do that. What it very much looks like we're seeing is ICE operating as it generally does. I mean, largely business as usual, continuing to, to pile people into buses and from buses onto planes and flying them across the country and, and sort of shuffling and moving around people, some of whom have been in facilities that now have confirmed cases into facilities that haven't yet had confirmed cases all around the country. It's this sort of movement of people that appears largely uninterrupted by the fact that there's a pandemic happening and that the foremost experts are saying, you need to keep people apart and they need to be isolated. I believe we're not being given a consideration because these burials are cheaper than deportation at this point. Kareem Golding, when he told me burials are cheaper than deportations, uh, in his view, if you look at all of the sort of lack of care that ICE has exhibited 
towards the people in its custody, both before this virus, but particularly in the, in the midst of it. It's hard to walk away with the conclusion that this is an agency that is deeply invested in the, the lives of the people that it's supposed to be responsible for. We're the last people to get protected. We're the last anything because you have determined that, hey, if we die, so what? This is the attitude of the people here. This is the attitude of the attorney general. This is the attitude of the president. And they haven't stopped transferring people from infected areas in ICE. But ICE keeps going. That doesn't make any sense. Aerials are cheaper than deportation. Ryan Devereaux is a reporter at The Intercept. He spoke to our lead producer, Jack Desidoro. And that does it for this special bonus episode of Intercepted. We're going to be back next week with a full episode of Intercepted. Until then, I'm Jeremy Scahill. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.